Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it refused to use. No doubt starts now. This is, ladies and gentlemen, the broadcast for May 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our one of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances put in place by the Founding Fathers, absolutely brilliant, one of the peaceful tools we have at our fingertips for solutions. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. A quick recap of yesterday's broadcast, still available online at libertyroundtable.com for free. Tell all your friends and spread the word. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, and their missionaries have all been approved, all 70,000 of them serving at the current time and going forward approved for Brigham Young University Pathway Worldwide. You say, what's that, Sam? Why is that of interest to me? Because we believe it's a pattern, a solution, an opportunity. We talked all about this Pathways uh, Education Opportunity. We also talked about the Perpetual Education Fund. We talked about educational solutions and opportunities abound literally everywhere. And we talked about Khan Academy. And we talked about how educational solutions are starting to become everywhere. And it's great news, and we love it. Anyway, that was our one of Liberty Roundtable Live yesterday. A, a great broadcast. Check it out if you have time. In my opinion, well worth your time and effort. Now, I looked up another thing because there's one other reason that I thought, you know, this Pathways programs make real good sense. Let's say that you don't have a high school diploma. Or let's say you do um, have a GED. Or let's say you, okay, were homeschooled or whatever. Uh, you know, how do you bridge to college? It's always been a very difficult task for folks. Somebody might say, you know what? I made bad choices as a kid. I now want to go to college. I'm plenty smart. That's not the problem. Or, you know, I don't have a, a, a GED or a diploma or whatever. That's a great reason Pathways is an incredible opportunity to bridge the gap to college for you for greater educational opportunities. Anyway, I bring that up because I looked it up and here's the guidelines. Ready? Do I need a high school diploma? or equivalent to enroll in Pathway Connect. Applicants who are 17 and 18 years old are required to have a high school diploma or an equivalent to be admitted to Pathway Connect. So you can quickly get your GED if you want to, if you're a homeschooler or whatever, and then go to Pathway Connect, or that's if you're 17 or 18. But if you're 19 years old plus, then you don't have to have those credentials at all. So the reason that's critical, folks, is because that allows you, uh, if you're 19 plus, to go to Pathways and not have a high school diploma, a GED, any of those things. Because you might have gone to homeschool or you might have been trained in some online curriculum where you're plenty educated, folks, but you don't have the government accreditations necessary for a high school diploma. You might feel like a GED, you know what, I'm not against it, but why go do that? Why not jump into Pathways and pretty soon you've got college qualifying credits and you're on your way I mean, once you have a certificate from a college or an institution and or a two-year or a four-year degree what do you need a high school certificate of some kind for so this is really changing the educational game we bring this up because it is solution oriented that was our one liberty roundtable live and as we mentioned this will be an ongoing theme regarding education uh, because it's one critical 
in my opinion, ripe for solutions opportunity in the online or the distance learning educational world, the flipped classrooms, the pathways programs, the perpetual education fund opportunities. The uh, You could go to school anywhere. It's just tremendous, and it's changing the game. It's creating better curriculum, better educational opportunities, less costs, more flexible learning everywhere. It is absolutely phenomenal, and Liberty Roundtable Live always on the cutting edge of these kind of solutions brought to the table liberty roundtable that is libertyroundtable.com spread the word tell the tale of freedom everywhere would you please we are in and broadcasting from the greatest nation on the planet all right second hour headline they smell blood in the water liberty council action chairman matthew staver speaking out he literally talks about this um you know uh Quality or Equality Act. It is disaster, folks. I'm telling you right now, beware. They're about to pass this thing, and you and I better stand up against it because it's not equality. It's literally Christian persecution. It is the promotion of the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender lifestyle above all religion. It is disaster on steroids. It passed the House Committee. It passed the House. It's getting close to passing the Senate. We're about four votes and a presidential signature away from passage we better stand up boldly nobly independently in the culture war to stop it and stop it now matt staver lc.org with the updates and doing a phenomenal job headline for the new york times these people are off their rockers crazy they say this quote pregnancy kills abortions save lives (laughs) calling good evil evil good that's for sure Uh, abortions save lives pregnancies kill these guys are crazy I mean, it's just the opposite. You couldn't say it more wrong if you tried. Dr. Alveda King calls people out on the truth, though. At least she's standing for pro-life. That's the niece of Martin Luther King Jr., right? Anyway, she's speaking out boldly, and she's had a couple of abortions, and she says how they haunt her to this day. She also calls out this lady named this actress or whatever his name is, Emily Ratajkowski's or however you say her name. Very racist abortion comments. All lives matter is the point, even little babies. We talked about uh, Pennsylvania State Rep. Fred Keller won the special 12th district election. That's good news. We talked about an alleged serial killer charged in the deaths of 11 elderly women. Well, I'm glad those elderly women uh, got to live their lives before they got killed. I mean, the mainstream press... And the pro-choice dishonest thugs, they'd like to kill those babies before they could even live life. I'm for preserving life for the infants, for the babies, and for these elderly women. How about you? Congress, sadly, is surrendering, surrendering our sovereignty to the United Nations. The United Nations tyranny continues, ladies and gentlemen. Congress is betraying you on these topics right now. Tom Fitton says, quote, the Obama White House tracked a Freedom of Information Act request for Clinton emails. Yeah, what else did they do? Sick the IRS on folks or what? NBA, you know, the Basketball Association, ratings plunge. And they can't figure out why. Yeah, they don't know why. And they need really like a, 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 I don't know, a genius or somebody like me. (laughs) I'm just teasing. Uh, To kind of figure this out for them. Look, prices are sky high. The average family can't afford tickets anymore, folks. The NBA uh, in general uh, is sadly is jettisoning their fans for the rich and the famous and the popular and the people who have plenty of money, big corporations and such, not the family. 
So no, no doubt attendance will be down. That's problem number one. Problem number two is a lot of these basketball folks really promoted a racial agenda. When you get a ton of black guys getting out of the court saying how they've been racially abused. Wasn't it primarily white people in the seats giving these black people these oversized oafs credibility for becoming basketball stars? And they, they're all rich. And these rich guys that have benefited from America and from bread and circus, they're going to literally come out and call us all racists. So people don't like that, that behind-the-scenes agenda. You know what? These people, these black men, have done very, very well in America. And I'm, I'm glad they have, by the way. Don't misunderstand me. But then for them to turn right around and bite the hand that feeds them, that's the white person in the seat that paid heavily significantly to get a ticket to watch these guys and then they come out and literally say hey america's just racist as all get out well lebron james when have i been racist against you sir i've gone to some of the games that you played in uh, i've supported the nba with my tax with my dollars and my tax dollars right i'm trying to bring people together sir and you're just literally coming on the court dividing people people don't like that political hostile agenda People don't think it's genuine for these rich basketball players to come out after multi-million dollar contracts landed in the greatest country on the face of the earth to then literally double down and talk about how racist everybody is around them. Okay, we're sick of it. So you put high prices and lock families out. You then go ahead and double down on the race card. You expect people to go ahead and jump into the game? Third, hey, how many times have the Golden State Warriors won this thing? I don't know. Are they on fifth or sixth? or I don't even know. But I'm telling you, you think it's uh, interesting to go watch them win again? I think not. So part of the problem is the smaller teams like Salt Lake City and others have a tough time garnering some of the greatest players. The teams are so unevenly distributed between the, quote, rich markets, if you will, and the uh, supposed, you know, best markets to be in. You got players chasing rings, not trying to play for their teams, etc., and, and you've got it so lopsided that, hey, you got Golden State that have literally taken the finals. I don't know. Is it five times, six times? I'll have to look it up in a row. But nobody wants to just go see them win again. Durr, boring. Thanks. So those are the three reasons that I would give the NBA, who's completely confused why their uh, viewership, attendance, whatever you want to call it, is down. Um, those are the reasons why. Right? Those are the reasons why. Another reason might be that it's too crowded and it's too much uh, tyranny when you go there. I mean, they want to dress you down like you're a criminal. Make sure that, you know, I mean, it's, it's worse than going to the airport sometimes. You put all those four reasons together and no doubt people don't want to go. They're like, hey, I can uh, buy popcorn at my, uh, you know, cook popcorn at my house, uh, buy some wings uh, at Costco before I watch the game, watch it on my big screen, and I don't have to deal with a drunk fan. I don't have to deal with belligerents in the stands. I don't have to deal with the crowds and the violation of my privacy when I try to go into the game. I, I just don't need it all. That's what's going on, folks. Anyway, those are my four reasons that I think people might not be interested in the NBA. That's a recap of the broadcast that took place yesterday. It is still available at LibertyRoundTable.com. That is, that is the website of our award-winning talk show. If you want to hear about incredible talk shows around the clock, LibertyNewsRadio.com. It's all brought to you by Raw Honey, delivered directly to your door. To learn more, localhoneyman.com or email Kurt, C-U-R-T, at libertyroundtable.com. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? 
Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Liberty is not free. Its costs are innumerable. Without monetary funding, the valiant efforts of freedom-loving Americans become diminished or outright defeated. We present a solution, the Give Me Liberty Fund. The plan is quite simple. Invite individual Americans to contribute less than a dollar a day. These monetary funds are used to promote liberty-minded media, organizations, events, candidates, movements, and speakers. In the spirit of transparency, all expenditures are published. Patriotic business owners provide discounted products and services to Give Me Liberty Fund members. Our greatest strength is in numbers. Go to GiveMeLibertyFund.com and become part of the solution today. GiveMeLibertyFund.com Participate in the peaceful restoration of the greatest and freest country in the world. Raw honey delivered directly to your door. To learn more, get a hold of Kurt, C-U-R-T at LibertyRoundTable.com, LocalHoneyMan.com, or 801-669-2211. That's 801-669-2211. Raw honey delivered directly to your door. To learn more, just ask Kurt. He's ready for you. All right, Brian Rust, RustQuinnandGift.com. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you very much. Good to be with you guys. All kind of things going on in the news regarding money. The stock market, as everybody knows, kind of a melting down on the China war discussions, etc. But where is gold and silver sitting right now, sir? Uh, gold is twelve eighty two ten. Twelve eighty two ten. Yep. Silver is fourteen sixty two. Fourteen sixty two. Correct. What do you think of that, Kurt? Gold and silver both down a bit. Or is the dollar up, Kurt? What's kind of the deal? Well. <laughs> All right, we'll try to get Kurt back. Brian? Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. Sorry about that. <laughs> all right. Buenos dias and all that stuff. It's good to hear Brian, though. Yeah, sorry. I got tied up with sprinkler problems last week and got, forgot the time. No problem. One of the interesting yeah. things is gold and silver used to be the backing for the U.S. dollar. Now they've moved it to oil, uh, and the petrodollar's melting down, as you all know, as we try to beat people into uh, you know, using the U.S. dollar for currency around the world. That's kind of what 90% of our wars and our discussions seem to be about as they get forced off the petrodollar as more and more and more nations jettison that dishonest fiasco. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to move to, as you say, uh, you had water problems the other day. You're going to have water problems because they're going to probably tie the uh, dollar to water or air or environmental credits or some other wacko manipulation to try to create uh, stability and 
create this continued hegemonist world dominance, Brian? Yeah, I think that's that's a good point, Sam. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, they're going to grab for about anything they can. I think they're losing the race as far as, you know, backing currency by uh, gold. Uh, you know, Russia, I think, has, you know, is probably in the best scenario there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and what is it? He who has the gold makes the rules. So we'll, we'll, be, we'll be struggling to, to keep pace. Amen to that. We heard the Russians have been meddling uh, in our elections and meddling everywhere. Well, they're doing something else the United States might not like, Kurt. Well, that's right. Uh, and they're, uh, they're working in the, in the gold world, right, Sam? That's what we're talking about? Yes, they are. Yeah, Headline says right. Russia's yeah. dumping U.S. dollars to, quote, hoard gold. Imagine those Russian gold hoarders, Brian. Yeah, boy. That... <laughs> well, uh, I think, I think uh, gold's basically held its value for thousands of years. I think uh, it's proven, uh, uh, you know, the importance of it, and, and as opposed to the dollar, and what have we lost? What, 96, what, 0.1% of all, you know, since 1913. So, yeah, I, I can see why they're dumping that uh well, I find this fascinating. What do they mean to hoard gold? If you have your money in U.S. dollars, it's like the right, good, moral thing to do. And if you have gold instead, you're like a hoarder. See how they just manipulate the words of everything, Kurt? I kind of find the Russians pretty intelligent to go ahead and put their money into gold as opposed to the fake fiat currency of the United States. Yeah, the Federal Reserve's a hoarder of paper money, I think, uh, as far as I can tell. Uh, heard but that. I'll tell you what, the uh, the Russians are pretty smart. Um, they say they're ditching, um, you know, uh, paper money as they stock up on gold. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> the uh, the stories from Bloomberg and uh, Andrei Biryukov and uh, Rupert Rowling and Yulia Fedorinova are the authors. Uh, but anyway, they say Renaissance Capital uh, says Russia may start to import gold, and gold buying last year exceeded mine supply for the first time. Vladimir Putin's quest to break Russia's reliance on the U.S. dollar has set off a literal gold rush. They say within the span of a decade, the country quadrupled its bullion reserves, and 2018 marked the most ambitious year yet, and the pace is keeping up so far this year. Uh, data from the central bank, you always get accurate stuff from them, show that holdings rose by 1 million ounces in February. That's the most since November. Uh, they say the data shows that Russia is making rapid progress in its effort to diversify away from American assets. Would that be like so? What do you think of that? Paper um, assets, Brian. You know they act like this is the most evil thing to do in the world. But as the American people get more and more in debt, as their economy gets more and more uh, turmoilistic, is that a word? Anyway, it falls into turmoil due to fake money due to over-extending um, themselves, as they've done for literally decades, ever since World War II uh, and beyond. What's that, almost 70 years or something like that? Okay, while we've got fake money, while we literally try to beat nations senselessly into backing our petrodollar, um, other countries around the world are going, hey, that just might not be the stable place for me anymore. 
I can't blame them, but we act like they're somehow just off the rails, rogue evil, uh, because they don't back our agenda. Well, that's it. We we want to have the power, and we want to tell everybody what to do, and we want to get our hands into everything. And uh, basically, those that are preparing themselves or putting themselves, you know, uh, stockpiling and so on, are you know, they it's peace of mind. They just look, oh, look what I got over here. This is seemed to be crumbling over here. I don't care what you say. Look what I mean. This is this is power right here because it, because it it talks to the world. When I show them this or I show them your currency, they want this, right? There's the power. This speaks. Your 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 currency has had no, you know, it's dropped. It has no value. It, the buying power is, is, is pathetic. And, and, and we also look not only at countries, we look at these central banks who are supposed to be, bat, you know, saying, oh, the dollar, this is great. And they do kind of preach that. But what are they doing? They manipulate the market with paper and their their uh, and so on and they're buying up gold. So, I don't know. It's a great point. Speaking out of both sides of their face. Well, the only problem yeah, is they I say, don't know that we have any gold though, Kurt. Well, there you go, Sam. Uh this Bloomberg piece goes on to say I like this uh, phrasing, get this. Analysts who have coined the term de-dollarization speculate about the global economic impacts if more countries adopt a similar philosophy and what it could mean for the dollar's desirability compared with other assets such as gold or the Chinese yuan. Yeah. That's an interesting word, de-dollarization there, Brian. Well, <laughs> well, Deep dollar, it's it's happened. I mean, we we've seen. Uh, well, I mean, you just look at it. It's over time. I mean, it, you know, you you just look at you know, go back hundreds of years or whatever. I mean, it it has real value this metal and and uh, and, and putting some away to protect stuff that has no real value is is pretty smart. So that de you know the devaluation of the the fiat currency it has no buying power. You know, that dollar bill, what, what's it going to buy you today? That silver dollar scale is still going to buy you something today. I mean, it, it's just it's pretty easy to see. Yeah, the headline, I find this kind of interesting. The world moving to de-dollarize? Question mark? What do you think <laughs> is that, that what Kurt? you do when you go to the grocery store? Uh, I just de-dollarized. Yes, you uh, did, but anyway, so you got a bunch the... of sugar and flour and milk <laughs> and meat and cheese, yeah. and you de-dollarized. And these guys they, are de-dollarizing, they, and they're getting yuan and, and, and what, the Deutschmark and all this gold. other stuff? Gold and silver and such? They say the French president, Emmanuel Macron, said in an interview with CNN in November that European corporations and entities are too dependent on the U.S. currency, calling it, quote, an issue of sovereignty, end quote. Uh, last year, Poland and Hungary surprised analysts by making the first substantial gold purchases by a European Union nation in more than a decade. So I think people are maybe getting smart about it. Well, the United States thing. is into gold now. Did you guys hear this? <laughs> huh? Yeah, we're totally into gold now. Listen to this. Are you ready? Headline says Golden Globes. See what I mean? We're into gold now, Kurt. It's the Golden Globes. That's what we're into. Well, anyway, this whacked-out guy. What's his name, Kurt? Christian Bale? 
yeah. Golden Globes. Uh, so I think guy, yeah, that's a, some kind of movie star guy. Yeah, he's got the Golden Globes. Okay, that's the only golden we do these days, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Sad to say, right. the petrodollar and the Golden Globes, we believe we're into gold, you know. Anyway, this yeah. whacked out guy, Christian Bale, he gets up there at the Golden Globes and he thanks Satan for inspiration Ooh. to play Dick Cheney. Oh, that's right. Now, I want to come back and talk about this a little bit, because isn't this guy's last name kind of ironic? You know how I always pick up on these ironic twists, Kurt? I'll make my point in seconds. Think of the guy's last name and see if you get the point before I get back, okay? The guy's last name is Bale? I don't know. It's close to some other word. Not spelled exactly the same, but I'm going to bail on... Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. An outbreak of tornadoes striking Missouri especially hard late yesterday and earlier today. About 100 people are being treated for injuries after Jefferson City suffered a direct hit from a half-mile-wide twister. Lieutenant David Williams of the Jefferson City Police Department says they're still tallying up the damage and trying to find survivors. We're receiving multiple calls for people being trapped in their homes. We don't know what they're are saying trapped. If they can't get out of the front door, means one thing, but we do have debris on some homes to where they are not able to access the outside at all. The storm system leaving three people dead in Golden City, Missouri, and at least one person died in Oklahoma. The Pentagon reportedly considering a request to send 5,000 more U.S. soldiers to the Persian Gulf region as tensions rise with Iran. And this is USA Radio News. The Dampier Law Firm, PC 55 North Section Street, Fairhope, Alabama, is responsible for this advertisement. No representation is made that the quality of the legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Attention all active or retired military. If you are diagnosed with tinnitus or hearing loss after using yellow and black or yellow and olive dual ended earplugs, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. These earplugs permitted damaging sounds to enter the ear canal. If you served in the military and were later diagnosed with hearing loss or tinnitus, call 800-401-7804 right now to see if you qualify for significant cash compensation. The manufacturer knew of the defect, but did not not warn its customers. Complaints allege that the manufacturer manipulated test results to make it appear that the plugs met government standards. If you deployed to Iraq or Afghanistan anytime from 2003 through 2015 and are now suffering from diagnosed hearing loss or tinnitus, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call 800-401-7804 right now. Hurry, time is limited. Call 800-401-7804 now to see if you qualify for cash compensation. Call 800-401-7804. That's 800-401-7804. 800-401-7804. The feud between President Trump and Democratic leaders only intensifying following some remarks yesterday morning by Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The Vice President Mike Pence brought it up during a speaking engagement in North Carolina last evening. This morning, an hour before Democrat leaders were scheduled to go to the White House to meet with the President to talk about rebuilding our nation's infrastructure, the Speaker of the House actually accused the President of the United States of engaging in a cover-up. The president denying that there have been any cover-ups, saying at a Rose Garden event yesterday, quote, I don't do cover-ups. 
Most American voters approve of abortion rights, according to a Quinnipiac survey that found 65% of American voters agree with the U.S. Supreme Court's Roe v. Wade decision and say it should stand. Just 27% say they disagree with that ruling. Most Republicans surveyed said they are against Roe v. Wade. And this is USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, I know it's spelled differently, ladies and gentlemen, but what do they got in the Bible, Kurt? Is it Baal? Is that how you say it? B-A-A-L? Is that it? Yes. It's like the sex god of their perversion after Gideon and all that kind of stuff in the Bible, right? So this guy's last name... Yeah, it's not a good thing. I would say not, sir. Now, this guy's last name is B-A-L-E. I understand it's spelled different, but I just think when I think of this guy, this and his first name's Christian, okay? Yep. Now this Christian Bale guy, uh, it, it reminds me he worships Bale uh, almost. It just seems psychotic, and this guy's literally getting up at the Golden Globes thinking Satan. So we don't have gold, and we got the Globes, and we got this fame guy, and we got this, you know, but yet his name is Christian, kind of mocking the Christian, and his last name is Bale. I know it's spelled different. It just seems so strange and ironic. Uh, this guy's up there thanking Satan, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. He said, uh, thank you to Satan for giving me inspiration for playing this role. I guess it's uh, Now, uh, in his defense, night. it would require satanic influence to play Dick Cheney. But other than that, I wow. Oh, what wow. do you think of that, Kurt? Or the whole thing's just strange stuff. and weird stuff, man. Yeah. You know, and we're trying to talk about honest money and bringing America back to the constitutional currency of our nation. And these guys are up there thanking Satan for inspiration to play Dick Cheney. And, I mean, this guy's name is just weird ironic. What do you say to that all, Brian? Well, it seems like that uh, I think that side of the industry, the the movie industry, you know, and you, you look at this, the Golden Globe, they, I think they look at us as the little people that should be bowing to them because of the, that, that little gold ball they hold up that they won. It's kind of like a... And yet most of those people are, you know, they died at an early age, eat, drink, and be merry, and I don't know. I should... <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> One more thing over there. On well, that, that tosses out the idea only the good die young, huh? <laughs> there you go. Anyway, all I'm saying is it's super weird. I would advocate for Christian to kind of spell his name B-A- A-L, and you just spell it a little bit different, and then he'd kind of be probably in the proper camp. But you got to change his first name, though. Christian, that just doesn't fit for guys like me, Kurt. What do you say to that? Well, it's Christian's not a Christian. Yeah, you just have to remember it's Hollywood, so Hollyweird, as some would say. Amen to that. (laughs) All right, by the way, I got sad news for you guys. The unplanned movie, which we've talked about quite a bit, uh, it's about abortion. Uh, and how evil and wrong and wicked it is, and it really highlights uh, people who have learned about what really goes on, and they turned against it, and they stand up for pro-life. Anyway, um, that movie uh, did not get a great rollout in America, but it did have a rollout, and boy, did it beat expectations. And the rollout, even though it was, they tried to shut it down with the mainstream press, they tried to twist the arms of theaters to not carry the movie, but it still got more traction than we all thought it would, and we are so delighted with the dollars brought in uh, in, the, in the places and the venues that it did play and the reaction from the American people in delight of this movie. Not delight because of the tough nature of the movie, but delight because they felt like an awakening had taken place for pro-life. Uh, 
and they felt like the movie was really educational and necessary. Well, unplanned, the movie banned in Canada. Kurt, they shut it down, buddy. Can't even watch it there in Canada. And this is where I kind of say America is one of the freest countries on the planet, but it got banned in Canada, and everybody's like, oh, better go to Canada for freedom, Kurt. Well, yeah, that's uh, the headline from LifeSiteNews.com. says, unplanned film banned in Canada for its life-affirming content. Uh, distribution companies are effectively banning the film unplanned from screening in Can- Canadian cinemas, according to the producers of the pro-life biopic. Uh, speaking at an Ottawa news conference, uh, producer Lisa Wheeler said, we have been effectively blocked from distributing the film in Canada. Chuck Konzelman, the film's writer-director and producer, told LifeSite News via email that at least one of the two largest Canadian film distributors said content, rather than a lack of consumer demand, is the reason for banning the film. Uh, according to uh, Konzelman, Canadian law requires that films have distributors so they they can uh, be shown theatrically. In addition, no rating from one of the provincial film boards can be granted because the producers must list a distributor on the application forms to the film boards. So you anyway, know, you our got prayers are that something can change there, there but uh, the lack of freedom in Canada needs to be highlighted. Sad to say. All right. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I want to bring this up because it directly relates to constitutional currency, gold and silver money. Brian, I don't know if you know this, but reforming Utah's tax system, they say, could include ending the income tax, broadening the tax base or other options, state lawmakers said. Now, did you know that state lawmakers, I guess they floated, quote, reform ideas. Tuesday during a panel at what's called the Utah Taxes Now Conference. And they say the legislature will consider anything and everything to improve the system. They might even get rid of the state income tax. Uh, what do you say to that, Brian? And then Kurt. Yeah, that's great. Let's, let's get rid of the income tax. So, you know, uh, help, help, help the American people. What do you think of this, Kurt? Did you hear about this event at all? Well, I've been uh, aware of uh, several of the uh, these. They've been having these, you know, where the politicians go and they say, we're going to have these public meetings. And what they really, really don't want is your input, but that's what they say they want. And, uh, you know, so I've I've heard about this. I, I would propose to them, like I have already sent them, uh, that they eliminate all the taxes and replace it with a single transaction tax. I do like the uh, idea of the federal uh, tariff kind of thing and eliminating all the other taxes, but just imagine if you uh, free the American people, make America great again, look it back at what we started with, the Constitution, and actually read that part that says... Uh, no state shall make anything but gold and silver coin and tender and payment of debts. I mean, uh, Imagine make that. America great again. Now, huh? Kurt wants oh. to put a single transaction tax in place. That's his favorite uh, option. Brian, what's yours? Well, you know, yeah, maybe you know, kind of a flat tax or, or, or that uh, would be working. What I'd like to see is, is uh, honest politicians that, that when, we, when we are taxed or paying tax, that it would be... Uh, 
used for for the good instead instead of coming out and finding out well we just spent all this money for that we didn't know we were spending them the tax for that but now this is where it's going or this abuse or this seems like there's so much abuse when government gets involved that that paying taxes anymore it's like you know all of a sudden we're we're pulling one tooth, which we don't like. Now it's two or three tooth. Now we're missing half our teeth because they just want more and more. That you know, and they overspend and continue over. Well, look at the government, the world. Look, I mean, it's a mess. So I don't know. I think it's fake. Most of the everything that's going on out there is fake. And so if we had honest, they're going back to honest money. If they did honest things, then I think we'd be more apt to say, yeah, I'll support that. Or you know, here's a little tax to help this and this. But when we find out that the money really doesn't go for that, even though they said it was going for that, I think we get a little bit irritated, and it just continues to grow. And then they don't stop. When they've met their need, do they stop? No, they continue to tax us more and more, even though they met that. That bond is that. I don't know. So I agree with Brian that, hey, what we got to do is really focus on government reducing spending uh, and spending money on the proper role of constitutional limited government. That's number uno, and I think Brian's right on that score. Uh, the tax, Kurt, wants a small transaction tax is as close as you can get to a VAT tax, right, Kurt? Well, I remember our friend uh, Charles Collins was a Republican presidential candidate back in 96, and he uh, and his uh, you know friends uh, basically looked at the uh, entire economy, and they said, look, if you include the hedge funds, the stocks, etc., and you say, look, here's the total... U.S. economy uh, to basically pay for the cost of all levels of government, you'd have to tax that total economy at this rate. Uh, you know, and it was, uh, if I remember right, it's about 1%. So on each transaction, uh, there would be a, like a 1% tax, just like a sales tax, but it's, you know, it would include things like, you know, uh, stocks and hedge yeah, funds I get it. and I'm stuff like that. I'm saying that's like a VAT tax, uh, right? Uh, I, you know, I know VAT stands for value-added tax. Um, you know, I don't know for sure what you want to call it exactly, but he said that at that time, the first year, you could pay off the national debt, and then you drop it down to about a quarter of a percent. Key thing I like is then Congress couldn't give any special benefits to any of their contributors and it'd take a lot of that power away from them uh, everybody'd be treated the same and you'd eliminate all the other types of taxes yeah and so. i think that's a good proposal the concern that i have about it is the government knowing about and being involved in and monitoring every single transaction that i do concerns me but i get the general point that it would be tiny and it would be singular and that it would not allow favoritism that's for sure I personally stand for tariffs and excise taxes at the federal level and then apportionment taxes at the state level. That's my personal view. Do you got a second to stay with us longer, Brian? Yeah. All right, hang tight. Brian Rust with us, ladies and gentlemen. RustQuinnandGift.com. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Kosher. Certified. Put the two words together to get co-certified, which is spelled with an S-E-H instead of just S-H. It's the right way to spell this, the German way, and it made it easier to trademark. Now, did I tell you that the letters S-C-H still make the shh sound, as in all those American food producers saying shh? 
Let's keep it really quiet that our product is kosher certified. Think about it. Nearly one century of kosher certification, and hardly anyone outside exclusive observers knows that most packaged food and kitchen products are literally certified by religious intermediaries. Well, because you, consumer, are indirectly paying for this, the Co-Certified app is here to make kosher certification awareness an inclusive matter for people of all faiths and identities, and it even boasts a unique database of products not kosher certified. We call that NKC. Start memeing it. It's fun. NKC. Not kosher certified. Now to confuse our audience even more, we put a question mark at the end of our name. And that really cinched our trademark approval. It relates to the website where you can begin your new shopping behavior. TheKosherQuestion.com Attention Liberty News Radio listeners. Hard-hitting talk radio has never been and never will be supported by the mainstream in America. Hard-hitting talk radio is taking on the mainstream press like never before. News the networks refuse to use is one of the best ways to educate people. We invite all liberty-loving Americans to join with us to restore the principles of our founding fathers and promote God, family, and country in the media and our lives. Please help spread the liberty message with your generous donation. You can go online at libertynewsradio.com right now and make a donation online. Or call 801-756-9133 and make a donation over the phone. That's libertynewsradio.com and 801-756-9133. Make a donation today. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. The point is, how do you pay for the proper role of limited constitutional government? And how do you do it without uh, violating the rights and the privacy and the stability of the people? How do you do it without, uh, you know, uh, rewarding favorites, pulling the liver of government in the favor of the few at the expense of the many. You know, how do you do it effectively? And, and Kurt thinks that a, a um, transactional tax would be a good way. And I think he's right from a point of we've got a gazillion taxes now and it's so complicated and they have this, uh, you know, abuse arm called the IRS, this unconstitutional, uh, tyrannical arm that comes out and abuses you if you don't, quote, pay your portion. Um, and so a singular tax, a transaction tax like Kurt's talking about, would be a good thing. It would be transparent. It wouldn't let people play favorites. That Those are the wonderful things about those options. I favor getting rid of the IRS. I favor putting government on a starvation diet when it comes to cash. And, and I favor this idea of transactional taxes at the state level. The states could uh, just assess a trans, uh, not a transaction, I'm sorry, an apportionment tax. The states could just apportion saying, hey, you know what? There's 325 what million people in America. Utah has say you know 2.5 million of those or 3 million of those people. Therefore, we're going to figure out what the you know budgets are from a state and a federal you know point of view. Uh, we're going to divide that up, and you're going to pay two portions. You're going to pay your state portion, and you're going to pay your federal portion. And you just got to turn it in uh, once a year. Um, and you don't need to know my income. You don't need to know my money. You don't need to know anything about me. All you need to know is the census. How many people are in my household to know what apportionments I have? So six people live under my roof by now, me and my wife and my four youngest children. Okay, so I would pay six portions of that $325 million on the federal level, on the, that $3 million on the state level, and that's all. You don't even know anything about me except for how many people I have in my household, which is census data-based. It's not violating my privacy. 
And then on the other side of the coin, the government can get money from apportionment tax. I mean, I'm sorry, from tariffs and excise taxes. And that way it'll be on the backs of those who want to play in the greatest economic engine the world's ever known. Um, anyway, both great ideas. I'm not here to debate one over the other uh, necessarily. We are here to throw out different options of solutions. In fact, that, that's what the state is asking for right now, Brian. And we're uh, participating in this process, even though they never even let us know it was happening and they never invited us to the process. Um, we're going to go ahead and speak out of the solutions that we believe are viable. Uh, do you want to add to that? Yeah, I think you're right on, Sam. I think your ideas and, you know, Kurt's those are ideas that, that, that definitely uh, um, would be very good as for us as a people. I think the, the problem is, is, yeah, they're coming and they, it's like the person that's selling a house or, or has a, a you know, a, a lot and they post it on a little sign somewhere that you, but yet then they build whatever they want there. You know, hey, we, we post it so you guys can get involved and voice your opinion, but no one do. It's a little blurb on a little sign or something. And, and then they do this big structure in your neighbor. I don't know. It, it's similar to that. The government really doesn't want your, your voice or your opinion in that. Uh, they don't want to get rid of taxes because it's, you know, it, it uh, suppresses the people, and, and uh, uh, so they have more control, and they and they clutter it. It's, it's like, you know, in order to, to have simple and, and uh, our lives need to be decluttered. Well, they clutter it up so you can't even understand it. The, you know, your tax codes are so big, you don't understand, so you kind of fall just into this, like everybody else, we just fall on this line and just continue to move ahead because we don't know. We're, we're tossed and and that's, I think that's the big, you know, the, the government's plan. Yeah, the two most abusive taxes that I know of right now are both codified in the Communist Manifesto, and I think they reject every principle that America stands for. Nevertheless, they're heavy in our society, sad to say. Uh, these income and property taxes, I think they're both probably the most evil taxes you can find. They're both, like I say, in the Com Communist Manifesto. They're not in the United States Constitution, but you got property taxes and income taxes. What a way to choke an economy, Brian. Yeah, that's a good And look what's happened. Well, look at look at. I mean, just everything that we're, we're being taxed. They're pulling more and more money. The dollar has no value. I mean, it's one one thing after another. We're just we're just hit on every side. And those that you know you you know we're in major debt. I mean, why are we in debt? Well, I think this is one of the reasons. You know, we're so taxed and all this other and, and the so buying power that we're heavily in debt. We have to borrow just to pay for a broken leg. Oh, it's for my son. And I don't know. You know, you just it, it's it's absolutely ridiculous and terrible. Well, uh, Kurt, when I look at the problem, in other words, um, reforming Utah's tax system, uh, I look at it and I say, where should you look for that reform? And I would look to the supreme law of our land for starters, sir. That's where I'd look. Well, I couldn't agree more, Sam. And, uh, you know, it's pretty simple to read there. Uh, the, you know, Constitution outlines it, uh, you know, no state shall make anything but gold and silver coin at tender and payment of debts. It's not that hard to figure out. Anyway, there's a lot of good options uh, for tax reform. And I'm just telling you right now, property tax has a problem because it violates, you know, the principle of private property. How private is your property if the government can literally tax it and take it away from you if you don't, quote, play the game? Uh, so, you know, private property um, really flies in the face of property tax. The problem that I have with income tax is it penalizes me for making more money. I mean, all I want to do is find a way to not make more money. I want to find the best sweet spot that I can be in to make as much money but not have the tax man beat me up as hard as I possibly can. And everybody plays these games and literally engineers their businesses to take advantage of that. Uh, and so, you know, we got to be very careful with the taxes that we apply. We also need to make sure that we're only collecting taxes that fund the proper role of government. And that's where I think we run off the rails. We'll never have enough money 
uh, if we continue doing what we're doing, Brian. And that's where I see America really starting to fall apart. The amount of taxes you pay uh, through all the taxes, whether it's sales tax, transaction tax, capital gains tax, income tax, property tax. I mean, I can go on and on and on, right? Um, then the things that aren't taxes, they're, quote, fees or they're whatever, licensing, but whatever. Okay, all that, you probably pay more than 50% of your income in taxes, all told, sir. At some point, yeah. it's just grievous to be born, to borrow a phrase. Well, that's exactly right. And, and the powers that be, the, you know, the people at the top being, should be our example of what how we should, you know, do better and try to – and they're not reckless, uh, reckless abandon as far as spending. They have no budget. They don't live within their means. I mean, it's, they're, they're setting the wrong example and slowly leading us down to hell, really. I mean, I've heard that term – used another you know that's kind of where we're at you know little by little this that and the other before you know it you're so strapped and you're going the wrong way amen to that all right kurt you sent me this charles collins thing again what do you want me to do with this now are you wanting me to play well this, i was just going to give well it, if you want but it gives you uh well, how long is it uh, in a short i think it's like four minutes but it gives you what he suggested at the time is a Rhodes scholar um candidate he never did uh, participate but you know he's a pretty smart guy and he looked at the uh, economics but i do agree with you about the tariffs you know it seems like the president has understood that and kind of figured that thing out lately and if he would just kind of mix this whole deal of uh, his uh, beloved uh, uh, IRS situation where the uh, Congress well, is Donald going after like him and trying to get funny. all that. Well, I don't think he likes having that. Uh, I mean, at least it would be a winning uh, thing for him to say, look, Amen. we're going to eliminate this. We're going to replace it with uh, this thing they used to use uh, called the tariffs and protect American jobs that way. Amen I mean, that. it could be a big win. That all right, way. here's Charles Collins and Jerry Hughes, both late. We keep hearing a lot of different economists and a lot of different analysts and a lot of different politicians saying, I've got a plan to better the economy, I've got a plan to turn it around, I've got a plan for this, I've got a plan for that. As long as we have the monetary system that we have, does any of that make any difference? No, I think that unless we start a, a, a different, do away with the archaic, outmoded method of taxation we have in this country, Mm-hmm. And we will never have a, a sound economy. The Federal Reserve has to be done away with, and the people have to realize that this is not some fanatic talking. I'm a, a well-schooled in finance, and I know that we can do better by levying a tax, a simple tax, that will replace all other taxes that are levied in this country now except taxes on sales, which could still stay at 2%. And we have asked all of the bankers and we've asked all of the people who would criticize, uh, prove us wrong, and then I won't ever say the word uh, this type of a, a tax ever again. But it is a transaction tax of 2% that would finance all of the every agency in the United States, and we still have money left over. Right now, we're not taxing the hedge funds or the derivatives. We're not taxing the foundations, the Pew Foundation, the Carnegie Foundation, the, all of the Rockefeller Foundations and all of their trusts, we're not taxing any of them. And we need to tax the people who are able. 
why put the load on the working people, uh, Jerry? I don't understand the philosophy. I guess it's because money does talk, and, and it talks pretty loud to the politicians, so they have continued this archaic method of taxation instead of doing a fair tax and say we're going to put a 2% tax across the board on everything and no other taxes, no property taxes, no income taxes, and uh, we would have a 2% sales tax, but no taxes on automobiles or, or that uh, any, any, or gasoline tax or a death tax. We would have a 2% on all retail outlets and all, even the stock market would produce enough money. If you tax it 2%, it would produce enough money to run the half of the federal government agencies. This year it was $3 trillion we would produce a trillion and a half. Hold on to your thoughts, sir. We need to pause for about three minutes. We'll continue. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, you know, Charles Collins and Jerry Hughes talking about some important solutions, and we play that right now to highlight this reality that if the state of Utah and other states across the union are really talking about reforming tax systems, there's a lot of options out there, and usually the Communist Manifesto-style taxes needs to go away. Embracing the constitutional kind of taxes, embracing taxes that literally don't play favorites and don't give the government the ability to attack people uh, and use a tyrannical system to force compliance. Those are the things that we need to look at for solutions. Meanwhile, the American people, if they want to go ahead and prevent their money from continuing to lose value, buy constitutional currency. What should they buy that is real money in Utah, Brian? Well, they ought to be buying gold and silver. I mean, they need to be... uh... But certain gold and silver coins qualify as money, right? Real money. For the, yeah, for over 4,000 4, years. Yeah, get the U.S. coins. Get some of those uh, silver eagles uh, from 2019, uh, like uh, Brian has. Uh, get those. Get the, uh, you know, you can get those ones that are about the size of a dime. They're gold. That, what are those, about 140 bucks now, Brian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yep, and so they're fr- from the U.S. Mint. You know, what are one hundred and forty bucks? The gold pieces are about the size of a dime, Sam. Yeah, they're a tenth of an ounce of gold, right? Five dollar gold piece. Yep, yep. Yeah. Five dollar gold piece, tenth of an ounce. Yep. One hundred and forty bucks for a tenth of an ounce of gold, ladies and gentlemen. Or you can get an ounce of silver for what? Around twenty bucks? Yeah, less than that. I mean, sixteen dollar range. Even for the yep. silver eagle, silver dollars from twenty nineteen, sixteen dollar range. Well, oh, those are those are a little more. We're running about twenty. The dollar one. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, those are honest money in the state of Utah. Literally categorizes money, and they can't be taxed or manipulated different than money. Is the reason we recommend you go to those solutions. Rustcoinandgift.com to learn more. Thank you so much, Brian. Godspeed, my friend. Hey, thank you much. You guys are doing great. Thank you, Brian Rust. Always doing a phenomenal job. We thank him. We thank those guys for standing up for liberty and supporting uh, honest money in America and helping educate folks on exactly what to do. Remember, all gold and silver coinage is not equal. Some qualifies as money, some does not. Now, all gold and silver is good, but if you want to make sure yours qualifies as money, uh, then get the right coins, and Brian will guide you on just how to do it. RustCoinandGift.com for Sam and Kurt. Hour one of the can, two coming up. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.